1: Hey, everybody, press pause pause, Pause, pause. and go to iTunes and leave a review for Trust and Believe. That is with a please because, you know, I'm really on a path to really try and help people trust and believe in who they are. And it all stemmed from my own personal struggles. So go leave a review, tell your friends. You know, maybe it's not something you need to listen to every day, but every week. So please leave a review. Let's get the word out about trust and believe, so people can trust and believe in who they are. Previously, on
0: Trust and Believe. I question: I just want to know what is your favorite donut?
1: Wow, it is a cross between. Mm. <laughs> that yeah, butterscotch donut and that coconut donut oh. oh my gosh it is so good why did you bring me one i mean because if you didn't bring me the food don't ask me about the food just kidding and now shorties trust and believe Today on Define Your Life, we are going to get wild with Abel James from The Wild Diet. And he's going to tell you why he is the fat burning man. Get ready to trust and believe. If we can just inspire ourselves and inspire other people to believe in themselves, the ads that you have will become secondary and the life that you live will become number one. You have helped fitness become a lifestyle lifestyle. You have the power and you, you, you can do, do it. it. Come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I say Hell yeah. For real yeah. Oh. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. So, man, it is, um, you know, I, well, I will say that I miss seeing you on the show, of course, my diet, but missing you man. It is what it is. And now we're a few months later. So what are you what have you been up to? Like what's wild in, you know, Ava <laughs> <Abel>
0: James's world? <laughs> Life is good. I uh just got word that I won a songwriting award, which I was totally stoked about because, you know, we we did the show and of course I do my my health stuff and the podcast and all that. And I love doing it, but uh I have an alter ego that plays music and so it was really cool to get kind of like artistic confirmation from people who I really respect saying like, Hey, that's a good tune.
1: <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so how does that work? I mean, as far as, you know, I get, what kind of award, like how do you go out about getting that award?
0: Yeah. It's interesting because the music industry, I know I, I was listening to your podcast about, uh, about music. Too, yes. So yes. huge yeah, <laughs> Passion of yours, but it's an ugly business. You know, that show business in general is a very mm-hmm. ugly business. So, uh, it, the thing that makes it worth doing is the art, I think, right? You know, like truly writing a great song or having a great performance that you're proud of. Uh, and and in a lot of cases, commercial uh, commercialization has, has taken over artistry uh, in a lot of the things that we see in traditional media or that you might see on the radio or promoted around the internet. It's not necessarily the stuff that's made by artists, for the sake of art. And so because we kind of make our bread and butter, uh, bread and butter and our main business is in a different space than just doing music, um, and, and submitting it to musicians. Like there are kind of these little nonprofits that accept, especially for songwriting submissions and judge them based on performance, lyric writing, phrasing imagery and things like that. So we submitted a few and I was just thrilled to, uh, Get a a response. Because I recorded it, you may remember, with a bunch of the guys from uh, the Tim McGraw touring band. Yeah. Uh, But we did it in uh, one of my... uh, So my partner in it, he's uh, Tim McGraw's band leader and steel guitarist. His name's Denny. Just a great dude. We recorded it in his friend's basement, who was the bass player, and his wife, Wendy... Uh, sang on it too and just killed, just killed. So all of these tremendous musicians who've played with, you know, Tim McGraw, Elton John, John Fogerty, Bonnie Ray, all these people, we just got together and jammed pretty much. And so it's cool to have a project that you just do for no apparent reason, just for fun, you know?
1: Yeah, and you know what I love about that? I hear the passion in your voice. And I hear, I mean, you know, when you have when you're passionate about something, Like, we're on the phone, and I can see your face. I can see you (laughs) smiling about it. You know, I can feel that able love. But, which takes me right into what um, I want to get into today, which is, you know, a lot of people have a hard time finding that space. And, you know, we eventually we can talk about weight loss and nutrition, but... You know, I wanted to get your take on it because being around you, you know, when we did the show, My Diet is Better Than Yours, there's a lot of time where there's kind of high stress and, you know, I had the IFB in my ear. And, dude, I would look over at you. You wouldn't be saying anything. You wouldn't be talking. And when I would look at you, I would find this, like, immediate peace because you were in the room. And so, you know, and so what I do is I like to find energy that I can attach to that brings me to a peaceful state. But how do you, um, you know, how do you find that passion and that fire to make, you know, to help your mindset become positive?
0: Thanks, Sean. I really appreciate that. It's it's something you definitely have to work on. You know, I haven't always been this grounded and calm, and that's the energy that I I want to bring to a group. I kind of recognized. That and I know you're a big fan of astrology, right? Yes, so, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm, uh, and you talked about fire, so I'm Leo Virgo cusp, like oh. right on the edge there, and I can kind of, uh, I can swing back from one to the other. And Leo's in your face, fire, right? Right. Um, it, so I definitely have that piece, and that, and growing up with that passion, I would definitely harness that. So when I was learning how to play guitar and teaching myself how to play guitar, I'd put on Jimi Hendrix and just. Wow. play, play hard. And it was something that just kind of unleashed the beast, right? Where it was this, especially as a, as a teenage guy, you have zero emotional intelligence. So when you're dealing with something, I know you're, uh, a big part of your passion is in dancing. You know, if you find that outlet, then all of a sudden you can dance until you collapse in oh, tears yes, and just yes. let everything go. And that's this, the same thing that, what happened to me, I realized when I was playing guitar or saxophone, just got to this place in my heart where finally I could let it go, whatever I was hanging on to. And I think mm. that's the challenge. You have to find that thing for yourself because it's going to be different for everybody, but you really have to cultivate it. And then the other side, you know, so the Virgo side is the more laid back, grounded. And I try to, especially when I'm in groups, I try to play that part as much as possible, especially as the years go by, you know, the gregarious that come gregariousness that comes along with youth, the ego and the in your face stuff. I try yeah. to let other people kind of be there so I can help ground them, hopefully.
1: <laughs> wow, that's is so interesting um, that you have completely described yourself and your passion and i think the way you actually move through life via astrological signs and as you know i love astrology and we share two signs and so where you are on a fire earth cusp yeah. i am a tar so i'm a i'm very grounded right. um I'm a, my earth sign is like i can be by myself in a in solitary confinement and be completely happy mm-hmm. but the reason why I love what I do, as far as my career goes, is because my Sagittarius rising sign is fire, and it like I like I exude the passion. It's almost like the exact mm-hmm. opposite of how I want to live. I mean, how I would normally live in a peaceful state, and so um, I just think that's really interesting, and a point that we kind of share those two. Those two astrological signs. But it brings me to to my next question, which is, do you know if you have a water sign in your chart? Like, do you know your entire chart or do you just kind of know the foundation?
0: Every few years I go in and I I dig it up and I learn everything. And it's amazing how accurate it is. So I I don't recall the elements off the top of my head, but uh, it was, I believe, 723 in the morning of August 23rd, 1984.
1: Okay, well, what I'm going to do after we finish our talk, I'm going to... You'll have to text that to me, and I will <laughs> do a little synopsis of us at the very end of this podcast. Oh, this is be
0: the best. I because it's, this it's great.
1: But, you know, so... You know, you also said something that was very interesting. When you are, you know, doing your music, you kind of lose yourself. And yeah. last week on my podcast, in spring cleaning for the soul or i would say this will be out in 2 weeks is part 1 yeah. um, you know i spoke about how when i used to teach group exercise or even now when i teach any it doesn't matter what's going on in my life when i start to teach or dance it like complete like i'm like something happens to my brain where there's no stress like i am living like, not out on cloud 9000 <laughs> and so but you know it's very but lately you know, with my social media, and I'm very active on social media. I'm very, like, when I post something, I definitely go back in and read the comments and want to try to connect to as many people as possible. What I've been reading a lot about is depression for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not necessarily on medication depression, but it's like, I want to do it, but I can't. Or, you know, this is happening in my life. And we know what it feels like to have that fire to be like, oh, you know, we can let it go and find a place where we can live. Yeah. And I've been kind of struggling with what to tell people. You know, of course I can say, you know, go see your doctor or, you know, I've been to yeah. therapy. But there's got to be something that we can do every day that brings out that passion. So I'm going to throw that to you. You know, how do you help someone find that space of... Just living and going into a place of, you know, I can do this and, try, and getting out of that dark place, if even for a second.
0: Yeah. It, one of the weirdest parts about being a human is that there, there are certain things you know you love to do, but we have a hard time doing them, right? So you, you know that you should go out and, and take a walk or go for a hike or do something in nature. You know that you love to do it. You know that you love to dance or to exercise or to play music or you want to learn how to play guitar, or speak a foreign language, like all of these different things. You know you want to do them. You know they're good for you and you should do them. Right. It's really hard to for some reason. And the way that I've uh, kind of built in good habits in my own life is by actually adding some sort of structure to it. Hmm. So saying, you know, literally in my Google Calendar, as if I'd planned a flight, I have walk, you know, right. walk the dog. And I have it color-coded where it's just like kind of a fun thing that I, that's in there every day. And I know that I should do it. And a magical thing happens when you've kind of planned it out and you know, you know you're going to do yes. something. Like if you have a workout on a certain day and you know exactly what that workout is the day before, then you don't have to wake up that morning and be like, should I work out today? I know I should, but I don't know which one to do. And you're kind of going – back and forth in your head about this thing that you know should be done but if you just if all you have to do is show up and do it it's a, it's a dramatically different thing and all of a sudden you find yourself doing it so in in your calendar or in your notebook however you keep track of your time put in the things that you know you should do like mm. like that that gentle walk at least once a day and that, that's something that has been proven study after study to be just as effective sometimes more effective than Depression medication, which which comes with side effects and costs and, and things like that, but literally you can just walk out your front door and get a similar effect, and I think that's so cool.
1: That is, well, I've I've never heard of that, but in a sense, it's very similar to you know just exercising and nothing yeah. even strenuous, right? Like walking <laughs> is a form of exercising, obviously, but it's just to change your mindset and and also this kind of brings up i don't know if i'm going too far left here but even in relationship open book man. open book, open book <laughs> um even in relationships when you i mean friendships or marriages or whatever partnerships you have work relationships when things start to get heated like if you're in a in a in a discussion that's or an argument that's unpleasant Mm-hmm. and you're in a room somewhere imagine yourself in your bedroom and you're having this argument with your wife and you know things start to get heated you're you start to create an energy in that room and the room is only so big and believe it or not that room is going to fill that energy is going to fill that room so quickly so if it's a negative energy it's going to fill that room or mm-hmm. imagine if you are with your significant other or whatever and you're a, in a sexual state you know that room is going to fill up with this you know mm-hmm. you know very high intense really great feeling so yeah. what i tell people and when you leave that feeling even in a, like when you after you have sex or whatever and you leave that space you yeah. might feel good but it changes your energy same thing that happens with an argument you mm-hmm. leave the room say hey let's get out of this space because we just filled the space up with energy it immediately changes the energy and you you can reset. And so I say to people, that's the same thing that happens with your mind. When yeah. you start going in your mind, when you start going through this tornado effect of just constantly spinning and spinning and spinning, you know, it's like the snowball effect. You'll start to pick up one one negative thing turns into a negative, ne- mm-hmm. another negative thing and then another negative thing turns into this huge storm. And so that's why I think what you said about daily walks and putting it in your calendar is so effective because it will get you out of the space where this negative energy has been created. Um,
0: Yeah, it's like, have you ever seen what happens to a dog that doesn't go on a walk? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Everyone knows exactly what happens, and it's a disaster. Your couch is eaten by the time you you get back or whatever. (laughs) But what we don't realize is that the same thing happens to us. It just manifests in a different way. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. And I was talking to a friend who said he forgot to take his dog out the night before for a walk or even to go to the bathroom. And the next morning, the dog was laying on top of him. And he was just kind of like, you know, he wasn't awake yet. So he was like, you know, scooting to the side and a dog was like nudging him in his head and nudging him in his face like, you know, I got to go. Yeah. And that's what that's I'm think i no psychologist, and I'm definitely not a doctor in anything except for, you know, motivation. But um, (laughs) I'm not a doctor in anything. But what I do know is, again, like once you stay in any space too long, you know, it can become sometimes a bit too much. Even in super happy spaces, right? Like we have to have ebbs and flows in our life. So um, thank you. I hope someone – well, I know people will – Definitely use that, and that's a great tip to put it in your calendar. You know, and I did. I I think you may have heard on that podcast that you were listening to with me. When people, if someone has a physical illness, it's it's accepted like they have a physical illness, and you know they need to take time off and they need to rest. But some people don't understand that your mind is the same way, and I, I I want people to understand. Your mind can have a cold, (laughs) you know? So, you know, you have to heal it the same way. Your mind needs a rest. Get out of that space. Um, So, Abel, you know, we can talk about that all day. (laughs) We can talk about anything all day. We can talk about anything all day. But I want to talk about you and your, what I believe to be, brilliant... Um, motivation to help people live. And that is, you know, the wild diet. And you don't necessarily have to focus on the diet, but just just the word wild to me is so profound. It's so, um, it's one of those things that really captures your attention. And especially if you're talking about it in a, you know, weight loss or nutrition format. So why go wild?
0: <laughs> why go wild? Yes. Well, let's talk about the word, first because this is one of the things I really just like about the concept is that we come from this totally domesticated world at this point. Whether you're talking about fruit or grains or, or dogs or animals or people, uh, our, our world has fundamentally changed and the way that we live has changed as well. Some of it's been good, but uh, you know, when you apply industrialization uh, and, and the factory setting to making a car, it makes it a lot more efficient. But when you apply it to the world of our health or or the health of animals that we're eating, for example, you get something like a factory farm where they're pumping these animals full of antibiotics, growth hormones, uh, literally arsenic and poison. If you're talking about chicken, Uh, same thing with fish, you're treating these living things not like living things anymore. And that extends to ourselves when we eat food that comes from a sick industrial system that's really it's designed to make money more than it's designed to nourish us and, and make, sure, make sure that we're healthy. When we eat from that world like we are with the standard American diet, with processed food, those negative health, uh, those, those negative effects translate to you. And it's the way that I see it is almost like a disrespect for nature when you're talking about eating poor quality food, you're really disrespecting yourself mm. in a lot of ways. You're thinking that maybe we're above nature, we totally understand science, so we can just take all these random nutrients that have been developed in labs and all of our food can come from there and it's totally cool. Maybe someday that will be true, but at this point, eating from that world, we're, we're eating the, the human equivalent of dog kibble. Mm. And uh, When you look at a, at a wild dog, if you, if you think about a wolf or a fox, you never see an overweight wolf right? You don't see an overweight wild tiger. So on the other side of that, you have nature. You have the world that is fundamentally wild. And there's an intelligence that comes with eating from that world, right? Animals that are raised on their natural diet, for example, a a cow that was raised on pasture, uh, will have seven times the amount of omega-3 in its milk and, and in its meat than a cow that was raised on grains and corn, which is not designed to eat, but it just has to. So what I see as wild is really eating food that's as fresh as possible, the highest quality possible, that truly demonstrates a respect for nature because it's the secret to health isn't beating your body. It's about working with it and, and not fighting against it, but working with it, getting out of its way, feeding it the right foods. And when you do that, your natural intelligence Kicks in, your instincts kick in as well, and your body is is working as efficiently as it's meant to. And our bodies are amazing; they're freaking awesome. You've seen what we can do, (laughs) right, Sean?
1: (laughs) I've I've seen it, and I've experienced it, and I've felt it. it. And sometimes we do too much. Um, I will say that you know I'm in full agreement with you in this. You know, I actually look up to you in this space, in a lot of spaces, but. You know, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. So some people will hear you say, you know, you were talking about a wolf or a deer or less, you know, like they say, you know, they're raised in their natural, um, they're raised in their natural habitat and they're never overweight. And some people could argue with well, us because they have a hard time finding foods. How would you <laughs> respond to that?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you have to take every example with a grain of salt, like use yeah. your imagination, right? It's It's not a perfect example, but it's one. That I think, you know, one of the reasons that a wild animal isn't overweight, sure, they might have a hard time finding food in some cases, but we're not designed to be overweight. If, if we're overweight or carrying fat or, or low on energy, there's something wrong. And uh, that, that's something that you can see in domesticated animals, too. Like dogs who are eating dog kibble, they're almost as – I think it's about the same statistics when you look at dogs that are overweight as humans – and uh, it translates pretty easily, you know. When you when you feed a dog kibble, they'll get fat. But when you we feed our dog uh, a natural diet, um, and and our dog is almost as lean as you, Sean. <laughs> so he's just rippling, full of muscles, full of energy. Uh, but it's a it's a fantastic thing. There's a if I <laughs> I'll just tell a quick story. There were two <laughs> um, there were two apes at the Cleveland Zoo, this was years ago, but basically there were these uh, bars, these biscuits that were formulated perfectly, I'm using air quotes, by nutritionists to meet all of the, the needs of uh, of these gorillas. And so they would feed these gorillas every day, but they realized that these gorillas had heart attacks and they had heart disease and they were overweight and they had almost the same symptoms as humans. And it wasn't until they revisited their, their diet because they tried a bunch of different interventions, but they decided to do an experiment on these, these two gorillas and bring in their natural diet. So basically lots of leafy greens, uh, lots of fibrous foods that they could eat all day. And even though they were eating twice as many daily calories, they lost all of their excess weight, their heart problems went away, mm. and they went back to being basically in the shape of their wild counterparts. And that was just by changing their diet to something that was more natural to them.
1: So why do you think it's so hard for people to, to really follow that nutrition plan that is going to get them to a place of feeling great? And the reason why I asked you that question, and I hate to go on because I, I definitely want you to answer it, but it's um, it's so frustrating for me. Not It's not frustrating for me to see people overweight because I'm like – shit happens you know what i'm yeah. saying like i don't expect everyone to be fit all the time or at their best all the time because i don't think any of us are but mm-hmm. i think that what's frustrating for me is that it's so hard to make it a priority and i don't i don't like i don't want to say who do i blame mm-hmm. but who do we blame because you know it's this, it's commercials and you know food companies don't really help and it just right. it pisses me off so <laughs> i'll throw it back to you because i'm about to go off a little bit but go ahead.
0: oh yeah i mean i deep down I'm, I'm very pissed off about a lot of the things that i see on on television in the media in commercials it's dishonest i mean even if you look at the wendy's logo i don't know if you've ever noticed this shot but um i was watching a um it was the uh ncaa championship actually i saw a mm. commercial for for when, uh, for wendy's and at the end they showed the new logo which they changed like a couple years ago and i hadn't really paid attention because i don't really watch tv that often but it popped up on on screen i noticed that it said mom on the bottom i was like what is what what and i looked at the logo and her her collar is this like subliminal message that spells out mom um and it's very strange and and uh Wendy's, I looked into it It's an actual thing, but Wendy's, of course, says that it's not something that they purposely put in there. But I think it's a perfect, even if it's not true, it doesn't really matter. It's a perfect example of how our best intentions to kind of be comforted by food and eat food that we enjoy, it comes along with being successful, with being Living in a world of abundance, you know, having achieved something. That's kind of something that plays into the, the way that we naturally feel. But that's being harnessed by corporations using colors that are designed to be excitatory to our brains to basically just force us to pull over to the side of the road, go to that yellow and red sign, and order something that hopefully would make us feel as good as mom's cooking did back in the day, right? Like that that idea is um, is twisted. So I, I definitely get ticked off by it, about wow. all that. But why is it why is it hard? Number one, because we're up against that, right? So if you're, uh, we, we had the luxury, I guess I can say, of spending the, the past, you know, this couple of years traveling around the, the world, Sean, and living in a lot of places that are away from society. So literally out in the woods, no internet, no electricity, carrying our own water for two weeks on end. You don't see a single commercial for a greasy, low quality hamburger. You don't see anything that's on a billboard on TV that's that's beckoning you at all times to eat something that you know is terrible for you so you don't have to deal with that at all so we have to in the world when we're seeing all this stuff in society and cities and urban life we need to use our willpower to kind of like put up our shield <laughs> go out and say this will not affect me I'm going to make the right right decision anyway so that's that's a big part
1: yeah and i was i was I was um just kind of going back to the question is of why people have a hard time, um, you know, staying in that weight loss zone. You know, I was speaking, I do these Skype calls. Um, I, I had a, a, a special Facebook group where I was doing a Skype call just about every day. Yeah. And there was one woman who I was, lovely woman. I was sp- speaking to her and we went through all the different things that she could do to, you know, change the the nutrition habit, change the exercise habit, and everything was had an excuse after it. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I was just like, stop! Like, I was like, stop it!
0: The Taurus is coming out.
1: Yeah, because I was just like, you know, I was just like, every single thing I tell you that's going to aid in your progress, you Mm -hmm. have a reason for it. You know, it was like, well, you know, she didn't say this exactly, but I'm giving an example. It was like, yeah. well, McDonald's is right down the street and I'm like, and so is the grocery store. You know, like these different things or you know, I can't do it because of this and and then I I asked a series of questions and I realized that they're finding time to do so many other things but not dedicating that time to their health. Mm-hmm. And you know again, I'm not expecting people to be perfect, but I th- I think that small successes, small attempts equal large successes. And so, um, you know, we have the food companies that are already against us. And I'm like, people are competitive. So now it's time for us, I think, to start to compete against that. And, that, like, you know, I'm right. not, I don't hate on any company. However, if you're purposely putting in hormones and bad food to, you know, that, that now look, I, you should not eat it right like you know there are people who are like you should never eat that i ain't going to lie there are times and i don't know if it's because when i was younger i i think of a dub- double quarter pounder with cheese and my mouth <laughs> salivates right like, yeah of course and i don't i cannot promise you that i will never have a double quarter pounder again in my life however my right. point is i ha- i know that i can't eat that every day and mm. you know these companies are like, the way they sometimes position it is like, yeah, like this, the dollar menu, like you can afford this. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, but, but you're not, but you can't, like, you can't have someone eat that every day. And I know they're making strides to make things healthier. So, you know, I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the good news is that things are getting better. You know, we kind of, I think in the time that, that you and I grew up, we're kind of the same generation. That was, things really couldn't have gotten worse than the eighties, nineties, early two thousands when it comes to food. Uh, our, our quality just got so low. And I think even today, 58% of our food is processed. And so it's, um, it's an issue, but at the same time, in the past, like since I started, uh, fat burning man, my podcast and blog, uh, about five years ago, when I first started talking about food nutrition, it really wasn't cool. (laughs) You know, like people were (laughs) making fun of me. They were like, like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Why would you care? You know? Um, because a lot of doctors and especially traditional Western medicine basically say, "Oh, diet, diet doesn't matter." You know, it, it, what you're eating that that won't affect mm-hmm. anything. But stay away from red meat, <laughs> or stay away, you know. And then they immediately contradict themselves in a lot of cases. But what we're seeing is that as there's more, uh, more people are are getting the message that eating veggies and high quality proteins, you know, that are whether they be vegetable based or from healthy animals, are important. And uh, the evils of fat were fabricated in a lot of cases, of, of natural fats anyway. Mm. Um, so people are getting the message that eating fresh veggies, eating fresh food, uh, and eating high quality food and not being afraid of fat is something that they need to do to be healthy. So all of a sudden, you know, it's easy to get food that doesn't have gluten in it if you go to some random chain restaurant. You can make that happen. You can go to a place and make sure that they're uh, using a high quality oil or that you know, they're serving wild fish or, uh, or, or cattle that came from just down the road. Those are getting easier and easier to find and farmers markets are popping up everywhere. So this is definitely a huge movement and it's getting easier with every passing year to find the right food. Right.
1: So, well, thank you for that. And speaking of easier, when we come back, I'm going to ask Abel the wildest question he's ever gotten. We'll be right back. Sean T's. Trust and believe. We'll be right back. It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm coming home. That's right, to New Jersey on Saturday, May 14th. Minerals Resort and Spa. We are doing a workout. The fun starts at 10 a.m. We're going to have a Q&A. Everyone will get a group photo. And the VIP packages will get a one-on-one photo, a private luncheon, and a goodie bag. But anyway, it's not about that. It's about coming to live your best life and for you to leave at a better level of fitness than when you started. And fitness isn't always physical. It's mental fitness that will get you to the place where you want to be. So come to Minerals Resort and Spa on May 14th. It's a Saturday. Take off and get ready to dig deeper. For tickets, go to shauntfitness.com slash events. Now back to Shanti's Trust and Believe. All right, Abel. So, I have the wildest question. Actually, mm-hmm. I, actually I'll, I'll change it. I'll uh-huh. say I have the most <laughs> burning question, Mr. Fat-Burning Man.
0: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: So, I believe that everyone, for the most part, I would say a large percentage of people, measure their fitness on their midsection Mm -hmm. for guys for girls whenever you see someone post a selfie or a before and after picture women will have a sports bra on guys will have no shirt on because it's not they don't care about the biceps most of the time it's like Mm -hmm. their gut Mm -hmm. it's like how and i'm not even talking about external gut i'm talking about just the gut in general so you are the expert so here's the wildest question I think you've ever gotten. Okay, are you ready for it? I'm ready. How the hell do we clean out our gut in five days?
0: That's a great question. I would say number one, make sure you're drinking plenty of water. You want to whatever you were eating before, water will help detoxify you. It'll help flush your system. So make sure you're you're hydrating properly. Uh, you also want to get electrolytes but we can talk a little bit about that later. Uh, and then I'll go straight to vegetables. So fibrous salad, greens, green vegetables, colorful vegetables, uh, and a small amount of fruit. You don't want to go overboard on fruit cause it can be high in sugar, which is problematic for some people. But when you're talking about veggies, you want to add uh, plenty of that to your diet, make it at least half your plate. Greens are where it's at when you want to, f- uh, basically move everything through your system, through your intestines, uh, it will. It's it's more important to do that than say do a cleanse because what you're doing when you're eating green leafy fibrous veggies every day is essentially cleansing yourself every single day. So that's what I try to do instead of you know go swinging back and forth from some crazy deprivation cleanse to <laughs> yeah. eating whatever you want. It's much better to just hit those veggies, uh, get that produce in the roughage, and that will that will certainly help. And then one thing that can be very helpful to people that sounds weird at first is a traditional broth. And so you can make that from vegetables, but it can be even more beneficial for being anti-inflammatory and healing the gut if you use bones from pasture-raised animals or uh, from chickens. That it, Say you, you roast a chicken or you make one in the crock pot, you eat the chicken itself, you put the carcass back in the crock pot with a little bit of water, and then you have an old-fashioned soup. And so if you drink about a cup of that a day, You're getting the electrolytes I was talking about before. Uh, You're getting potassium, phosphorus, collagen. All these things help heal you from the inside out. And so a broth can be really powerful in that regard. So those are three things that you could do that are are really easy. You can even buy a lot of high-quality broths these days from the supermarket. So uh, those things will help tremendously. I try to do each of those things every day. Hydrate a lot or or, or enough, I should say. Uh, Get your greens and then do a broth.
1: I have a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of me going to the grocery store, I'm coming to your house, brother. Come to my I'm my like, man. <laughs> I just want to spend a week with you. Um, um,
0: we we can eat. <laughs> we have an <laughs> unreasonable you, amount of. Food.
1: But it, but it, but you know that brings me to the next thing. It's like you. I mean, obviously, you know, you know how to eat, and you eat a lot, and your wife is tiny. But you guys are eating the right food. I like
0: the way you said tiny, Sean. She is tiny to
1: <laughs> she me. <is. laughs> she's so cute. I love it.
0: She's adorable. She's yeah, so
1: she's adorable. adorable. Like I got so lucky. Oh my goodness. She's so adorable. But um I can go I can go on and on about that <laughs> all day. Um and that's coming from a gay man. Yeah. So <laughs> um but she's 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 beautiful on the inside and out. Yeah. Um but you know, back to one really big, burning question that I have, too.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.
1: So a couple of months ago, I would say last month, maybe, you know, the Sports Illustrated um, cover came out. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's with um, they had a um, what they call, quote unquote, plus size cover model. Yeah. Or model in or on the cover. And, you know, there were people it was it caused a lot of controversy and people were like, you know, that's not what fit is. And this, that and the third. Now, yeah. I'll preface it by saying I don't think fit has a size. I think it has a mentality because I think Mm -hmm. fitness completely happens from the mind up. Mm -hmm. And so many people, like, we have all these different body types, which is fine because we all have a different body. How do we, you know, I always like to try and find a way to let people know, you know, you know, we were just talking about your wife. Not yeah. every woman's gonna be her size, right? Not everyone's gonna be my height, not everyone's gonna, you know, be your size. How yeah. do we get people to accept that this is their body type and, and do the best you can do with it?
0: <laughs> well I guess there's um there's an issue where people think that there's a perfect body type and there's really not. So I'm gonna tell a story of one my wife and I to use her example. We went down to Brazil uh and and so there aren't many girls who look like her down in Brazil, right? It's a fundamentally different body type, and so when she went to the the female bathroom and went to sit down, she almost fell in because her booty wasn't big enough. Oh my god! F- <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> which was just, when she told me that I lost it because it's just such a it's a wonderful example of the the differences that we have, and I think we should celebrate. Because, you know, Allison, my wife, is absolutely beautiful, but so are Brazilian women. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful, just in a, in a different way. And I think that, you know, uh, I, I did see that cover, and it's a beautiful woman, and there are so many different body types. And everyone has their own type that they like that's that's often completely different, too. So I think it's something that we should really celebrate. Um, there's enough fat shaming and, and negativity that goes on about all of this I think it's great that we're starting to get just everybody out there being themselves
1: yes I love it I love it that to have everyone be themselves I think is it's just a, it's so wonderful across so many different subjects and platforms be it body be it you know your passion be it what you do when you wake up every single day is just to kind of live your best life and, yeah. and, and be good to people well, Abel, our time is coming to a close, and I'm bummed, bummed, <laughs> bummed, bummed, bummed. We'll hang bummed, again, soon, bummed. Sean. We Are will. Sure we will. We will. We'll hang again. Unfortunately, today Scott wasn't able to get me my speed round questions, so oh, they, come on, Scott. they they usually come from Scott, but he has been really busy. It's been tax season, and he's on you know he's on a call and stuff. So to see, he's the
0: one who does actual
1: work. He's the one that does the actual work. I just play and talk to people. Um, hey, me too. And you know what I'm saying? Like, Allison and Scott does the work, and we just right. we just smile. But this, that doesn't mean the speed round questions aren't going to happen. They're going to oh. come from me. Okay. See? You thought you were going to get out of it. Oh, All right, so this is how it goes. You, got, um, you have to answer the question within five seconds. If not, yep. you'll get that beep sound. <laughs> And that'll come from me. (laughs) And we have to move on. Okay. Yep. So in true Scott fashion, I kind of know his style. So I'll do the best that I can do. All right. First concert you ever went to?
0: B.B. King. Really? It was awesome. 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 So awesome. Your favorite treat food? Cheesecake. Cheesecake with chocolate and peanut butter.
1: But now you have to tell them how you make it because your cheesecake is different than than a Cheesecake Factory <laughs> cheesecake.
0: Yeah. We figured out how to uh, do it very simply and without uh, traditional wheat or commercial yeast or anything like that. So it's basically just totally real food. Well, you know we what? Can,
1: how about we don't tell them and how about we give them a place to go f- look, at, oh, look yeah. at the recipe?
0: <laughs> you can find it at fatburningman.com. There you Cheese- go. Cheesecake.
1: Plug. Okay um most embarrassing moment
0: oh my god i i have a lot of these but i mean it was some extension of when i first got my uh, playing clarinet when i was wearing suspenders seven years old at a diner (laughs) (laughs) but then i turned it into a job
1: (laughs) there you go well to make you feel better and unfortunately i wasn't there with you but i played clarinet At eight years old, but I wasn't,
0: I know, but I wasn't playing duets.
1: But I wasn't in suspenders at a diner. (laughs) I was in front of the school.
0: I do have a picture. Maybe I can send that
1: to you. Which, for some reason, you know, I didn't find out until I was much older that boys playing clarinets wasn't like the coolest thing (laughs) in the world. Uh, (laughs) So I was was like, well, I didn't know. Thank God for child innocence, people. Um, (laughs) Okay, next question. Yeah. Have you ever been turned down by a girl? Turned down? Yes. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time? You're like one of the, the most attractive guys I know. What do you mean all the time?
0: It's, I mean, it's part of the process for sure. And especially as a musician, when I was playing shows, uh, it was it was good to be a single musician because I could have a lot of fun with that and kind of <laughs> yes. get the crowd involved, you know, with the banter back and forth <laughs> between <laughs> me try like some of my songs are literally I would make eye contact and sing that song and try to pick up on a girl with that oh song oh
1: my god so, uh, Abel. yeah it did
0: not always work but sometimes it did
1: <laughs> oh my god okay next question I love it next I can imagine you singing to somebody <laughs> so next question um, so this is for my listeners if you haven't listened to the my podcast titled um, Naked Part 1 and Part 2, Abel was one of the people who spoke in the podcast. <laughs> so Abel, here's the, here's the next question. It is. Do you think... No, 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 I ain't going to ask it that way. I'm going to ask it a better way. <laughs> um, would you? What percentage of your time would you rather be naked?
0: 95.
1: And so where's the 5% going to go?
0: You know what? Sometimes it's nice to take a shower, get dressed up, go out into the real world and get some dinner or, you know, just go out there and and, uh, not be naked. (laughs) But but what you wear totally changes the way that you think. So I'd like to reserve that 5% at least. But, you know, realistically, maybe it's more like 80-20.
1: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> People probably ask me all the time, why do I like that? It's because I do not like to wear clothes. I, it annoys me so bad.
0: I never would have noticed that. Oh, <laughs> Google Shanti, you never noticed that. <laughs> me oh. too. I mean, it's the same thing. So, oh,
1: right. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you go. And so, you know, I post pictures of me in my underwear in the morning. I'm like, I'm not getting dressed to, to take a picture for y'all. I'm not yeah. naked. they you lucky. Right. All right. <laughs> Anyway. We
0: are lucky, Sean.
1: You're lucky lucky. I'm not naked. All right. So (laughs) final question. It's a two-part question. Uh What state are you from and do you follow the sports teams from that state?
0: I'm from New Hampshire. So a lot of people probably won't like that I'm going to say yes. (laughs) 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 But when I was growing up, we weren't awesome at everything. Like I missed the 80s Celtics and then everything yeah. was not that great for a while. And then everything, you know, became amazing with the Red Sox winning and the Patriots, of course, and the Celtics too. So got really lucky there. Yes. But I'm from New Hampshire.
1: Good. Well, we love that you're from New Hampshire. They've raised a great man. Oh, thank you, sir. So Guys, much. you gotta check out Fat Burning Man podcast and listen to this man's voice and insight on life, fitness, and helping you get and become amazing. And you can also follow him on Twitter. Because he's fun to follow with some great motivational (laughs) things. Abel, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Sean.
1: Yeah, man. Let's stay in touch. And please give your lovely wife a huge hug from Scott and I.
0: I will. Yeah. Give Scott a hug for us, too. All right.
1: Much love, man.
0: All right. See you, man. Bye.
1: I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget, a.k.a. NC Fit Club on Instagram. Alex Coloreo, my lovely production manager. They do a great job with loving up on the podcast and making sure that it gets out to you so that we can all stay motivated and relevant thank you guys you guys are awesome check check one two three check for more support visit me at facebook.com slash same on instagram and twitter or visit me at shaunti for more support and more motivation